Strange sightings of the unknown and creatures that defy explanation. Peer into the unexplained. The Hush Hush Society presents Cryptid Chronicles. Do you guys want to hear some weird story I heard about the Chupacabra? Def, I, uh, I have one of those also. In this Puerto Rican community of Guanica, this guy named Osvaldo Claudio Rosado claimed to have been grabbed by a gorilla from behind. Whoa, 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 wait, Dave. There's a flaw. Puerto Rico doesn't have gorillas, bud. He's right. Apparently, he fought off the creature, yet Rosado needed to get treatment for scratches and cuts all around his belly. And around the same time of that incident, apparently, there was cows that died nearby with single wounds to the neck, with their blood, you know, completely gone. I can't help but wonder what it is that got got it off of him, you know? He probably threatened that he would suck back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know in uh, Torresilla Baja, a woman found her chicken dead. And it had holes in its neck kind of the same. Um, And her cat died. She was a cat lady, you know. And when a cat lady loses a cat, it's a very big deal. But to make the situation worse, its genitals were gone. And guess what? All her pet guinea pigs had their throats slit. Who who slits a guinea pig's throat? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess that's when... Whatever it is, the creature made its way to Florida, and 69 goats, chickens, ducks, all found dead. Same thing, no blood, just not sure of the ratio of chicken to goat to duck. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is before it took a trip to western United States, Mexico, and the rest of South America? Must have been. Hey guys, I have my buddy Tony from Flix X-Ray Podcast coming to join us by the fire tonight, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, man. The more the merrier. I brought some extra marshmallows, so... Oh, good, good, good. Oh, I think he's walking up now. Hey, what's up, Tony? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm, I'm not bad. These are the boys? Hey, how's it going? What's up, Tony? I'm Declassified Dave. Well, Matt? What's up, man? Slick Frank Sanders. Nice to meet you. You too. Yeah, take a seat by the fire here, man. We're just uh, hanging out. We were just telling some stories about the chupacabra. You ever heard of it? Oh, yeah, man. I love the chupacabra. Little chupy. Awesome. Well, uh, let's let's tell some stories. What do you say? Sounds good to me. Ready to vibe? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys know about the chupacabra, you know that it means goat sucker, right? It's like a Spanish thing. Chupa is to suck. And cabras is the Spanish word for I'm going to start calling people chupas now. Dude, you sucker. <laughs> Some of the first sightings of it were actually in Puerto Rico in 1995. That name, the chupacabra, it's reported to be due to the animal's alleged vampirism. Because it'd it be, it be doing the suckings, right? <laughs> it's <laughs> sucking things dry, so I've heard. It's said to have attacked and drank the blood of livestock and goats. The Animal Kingdom's Edward Cullen. 
<laughs> Get over here, you goat sucker. It's a lot less sparkly. Yeah. <laughs> little, little less glitter. Like Mike was saying, the sightings kind of originated in Puerto Rico, and ever since they've been reported to have been seen as far north as Maine and as far south as even Chile. They've even had sightings outside the Americas in countries like Russia and even the Philippines. I think the most recent one I've heard of was in Portugal. Ooh. Really? Mm-hmm. See, that's interesting. And Maine, I think, is an interesting one because I didn't know that it went as far north as Maine. Oh, there's Maine or Chupacabras. Mm. <laughs> that means that <laughs> they could be, like, near us then? Yeah. Through yeah, you. Not too far away from here. Just a stone's throw from our campfire. Mm. Be out in the woods right now watching us. <laughs> Somebody's getting sucked tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Sounds like you're offering, and I'm going to have to say no thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm in a one-man tent. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of the reports, they've been disregarded. A lot of people are bringing forward these stories, and they don't have a whole lot of evidence to them. And the sightings in northern Mexico and southern United States have been verified as canids afflicted by mange. And if you don't know about canids, uh, dogs. Bark, bark. Yeah, uh, according to some biologists and scientists of the wildlife management, the chupacabra is no more than just an urban legend. I have a story about that, actually. So my family is originally from Puerto Rico. I am a a second-generation mainlander. And my grandfather used to tell stories about the chupacabra and how it would go up into the mountains and it would attack dogs because dogs were overpopulated on the island. They actually used to be like a really big problem. And they would find dogs randomly in the woods. Like they had been put into one of those like jerky bags with the packets of crystals and just like sucked out like completely dried out they always had some sort of markings on their neck he always used to say that it was the chupacabra and i used to laugh because i thought it was a joke <laughs> he compared it to the silico packets of beef yeah, jerky silica packets <laughs> yeah. that's kind of so, awesome that's what i was looking for like it was put into a paper bag with silica packets and just like dried out and it's weird because the meat of the animal would still be fresh I say that in in a a loose term, but the innards of it were just dried out. Hmm. Weird. Very weird. Dehydration. I worked with a guy that was born in Mexico. I worked with him for about six years. He would attempt to tell me stories about the chupacabra. I want to say they were kind of bullshit. I think he just (laughs) wanted to have a story about the chupacabra, just like anybody would want to have a story about any cryptid, seeing it in person. I spent a lot of time watching alleged sighting videos of of the chupacabra with him, and that really sparked my interest in this cryptid in particular. If you look up footage, there's a million and one videos that say that they've seen Bigfoot, or even you see a slew of videos about Mothman. But there's very, very little video or photographic evidence of Chupacabra. That was like when they launched the goat pinata out of the carbine cannon. And filmed yeah, it. yeah. yeah. <laughs> We were talking about the Jersey Devil. There's certain Jersey Devil stories that sound like the Chupacabra. The Jersey Devil would stand on the back of an animal and bleed it dry from the back of its neck. And the parallels are there, but the Chupacabra is supposed to be more, like, rat-like. 
Like a large rat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on which version because there's the Mexican chupacabra and the Puerto Rican one, right? Because yep. the Mexican one is more rat-like. Uh, the ones mm-hmm. that are seen down in Texas are more rat-like or more like dog-like. But the Puerto Rican ones were more reptilian. Yeah, leathery, scaly, greenish, gray skin, and spines and quills, and yeah, and yeah. dark black eyes, yeah, and stuff like that, right? Almost more alien looking. Which that Puerto Rican version is more like the Jersey Devil than the Mexican version. Mm, yeah, very true, very true. And I would say a lot scarier than the Mexican version. I, I believe the Puerto Rican version also is like bipedal. Yeah. So it it's walking on two legs. So that adds this whole level of terror. I would rather see the dog-like chupacabra if I had to run into one of these things than some towering, even at three or four feet, some thing standing on its two, two hind legs snarling at me, you know? I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I feel like the dog-like one could probably run at you faster than a bipedal one. But I know what you're getting at. It's almost like there's two different cryptids. Yeah, with the same MO. But, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Bigfoot. There's a lot of different variations of what you could classify as Bigfoot. The skunk ape, and I guess you could classify the Yeti and all these different sub-variants of Bigfoot. So I don't see why that couldn't be the same for the Chupacabra. Yeah, but Mm. the Yeti and, like, Bigfoot, they're similar, but they're different continents, right? So that's, like, easily kind of one of those things where it's, like, they could be related, but they're at least similar in description. Whereas, like, having one that looks rat-like in a dog and another one that's reptilian, those are very wildly different. Mm, Very. That's true. I wonder if there's some sort of correlation between all these vampiristic cryptids. Just because you see there are a lot of cryptids that are reduced to sucking blood from animals. I wonder if it's, like we've said, just different variations of the same cryptid being told in different ways throughout the world, or if it's just straight up like different species mm-hmm. of of these cryptids, or it may be even some cryptids that's just how they are. Like, most cryptids just are bloodsuckers. I have a wonderment, too, about the chupacabra, in specific with the Puerto Rican one, that because we don't hear any sightings of it realistically until like 1995 in the 1970s there were reports of animals in puerto rico that had been completely drained of blood but no one had attributed it to it like a creature Mm. so i wonder if it's a vampire that has like moved there from like europe or something at some point and in order to keep a low profile has been draining the blood of animals instead of people the lore kind of matches up with it, with the exception of the puncture wounds. Mm-hmm. The puncture wounds are different somehow, right, Dave? I think some are noted with two and some with three. Really? Yeah, so the three is a little wild. That would make more sense in, a, I guess, a reptilian sense, because that's more otherworldly looking. More alien? Yeah. I know there was an eyewitness account in August of 1995 this woman named Madeline Tolentino. She had reported seeing the creature in Puerto Rico in the town of Canovanas. Wasn't there like 150 farm animals, like Tony had just said, just completely all drained of blood? And we're not talking goats, we're talking like bulls. Livestock. Also in 1975, too, I think there was 
similar killings in another town of Mocha, where they kind of coined the name uh, El Vampiro de Mocha. We're talking vampires again. That's weird, because I, I just can't think of like any natural biological creatures that do this. It's well, just, there, there's no bats, logical right? explanation well, for it. Bats. Um, bats are draining bats? the blood out of a bull. Leeches. Mosquitoes. Maybe it's, maybe it's like Ticks. a really evolved leech. Yeah. Giant mosquito. <laughs> just a radiated leech. It's making, mm-hmm. making this conversation really unsettling, talking about radiated <laughs> leeches. Oh, come on. Take a dip in the stream. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or what if it's an irradiated tick? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't that. like that. I got a tick on my eye once. It sucked. So like radiated ticks. No, 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 no. Check for <laughs> because, ticks. Because like leeches are like a water creature, but this thing has no association with water. Mm. Whereas mm. ticks are an insect that you know, if scaled up, could look reptilian. I guess. Yeah. I keep That's it. True. You can keep that the hell away from me. I already got Lyme disease, so I don't, I don't, <laughs> need, <laughs> I don't, I don't need that again. <laughs> I wonder if there's any if there's any like nuclear plants in Puerto Rico. I'm sure. <laughs> Just, I'm sure. There's I, I be mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. So, like you guys were saying, that there was this uncanny amount of farm animals and pets that were being mutilated and sucked of blood. And it was just so uncanny that it started to be suspected that the killings were being committed by a satanic cult. Who hasn't been accused of that? Were reported around the island, and many community farms reported heavy loss of livestock. What a, what a douchey group of people if that's the way they're going to just yeah. run around killing cows and shit. I know what you're talking about, Frank. Those animals, they had been bled dry with a small circular incision. So that, if anything, points more towards a human being. Like a really large gauge needle. Yeah, yeah, or like some some sort of device or tool. We had talked about that with the Jersey Devil, that a lot of those killings of livestock and, and pigs, I think pigs were, were what we had talked about, might have been part of an insurance scam. The farmer had gone out there and killed his pigs and then said, yeah, some animal, some large animal came out of the woods and killed my livestock, and then he got a cash payout from the insurance. So I wonder what the percentage is of these farmers had insurance on their livestock and kind of cashed that in. I wouldn't be surprised if some people took advantage of that. I'd say it has to be geographical, though. You know, like, depending on where you are, I would say some of these countries that are reporting this, some farms probably don't have insurance. Especially in Puerto Rico and Mexico. Considering some of them that were affected were, like, you know, um, cockfighting like farmers, right? Like that's mm. a, a some of them were doing that, and there's a lot of chickens, yeah, too, right? There was a lot of chickens, yeah. with throats ripped out. Which also brings up maybe in the cockfighting arena, the former champion Randy Marsh, <laughs> Randy magic. Lopez Marsh. It's got to be like Richard something, because isn't Richard, Richard short for shortened to Dick? Uh, Richard Cox. Richard Cox. Richard Cox got salty that one of these farmers had a had a rooster that killed his prized possession. And he went over there in the middle of the night and just started kicking all these chickens and ripping their throats out like a madman. That's also possible. But but with surgical precision. 
<laughs> well, he had just railed the heftiest line of the purest Colombian blow that you can get in Mexico. So, I mean, he had that that boiling rage with blow? The, the, the pinpoint accuracy of brain surgeon. Why not Mexican blow? Well, because yeah. they do heroin there, don't they? I think Mexico does everything. <laughs> Bash your head into drywall. Colombia does everything. Let's face it, everywhere does everything. That's true. <laughs> well, never, I was about to be like, I, was, I, I completely thought the way you were explaining that is that this dude got pissed off, hiked from Mexico to like Colombia, and just killed some dude's chickens. He's just got a solid connect, you know? Nah, he just went down to the local cantina to like, you know blow off some steam after losing his prized blow cock and uh, after losing his prized cock <laughs> railed a bomb ass 13 inch line thick <laughs> and went on thick a line. killing spree <laughs> there's another one that's located in the United States I don't know if you guys have heard ever heard of this but I just heard of it called the grunch oh the grunch the grunch did it steal christmas I've never heard of the Grunch. Yeah, elaborate. I'm interested. Yeah, it's, tell me about the Grunch. All right. It's named after the Grunch Road, and it's an alleged chupacabra sighting in New Orleans. This dates back to the 1800s in the area by all the locals, and some have believed connections of voodoo. Ooh, that voodoo shit get me, get me going. Voodoo, mm. voodoo. That voodoo grunch, they talk about how it's kind of like a cross between a dog and the reptilian chupacabras. So it's a mix of the two folklores. And obviously the residents go on to name it the grunch. What a name. <laughs> they named it after a road where they saw it. I, yeah. Why is the road named that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know. The grunch. Uh, yeah, where do you live? Grunch uh, Road. Grunch, grunch Road. road. Of course, of course, this monster would live there. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. It's perfectly fitting. But now that you guys mentioned that, I believe I remember hearing somewhere that they're said to seem more intelligent and have more human-like abilities. The ability to open doors and using tools. Kind of like how, even though primates or monkeys, they're not necessarily human, they still have that ability, kind of like we do. They can paint, mm. open shit. It's really just some drunk guy. Yeah. <laughs> just, with a really large raccoon. Because yeah. <laughs> that was one of them, right? Uh, one of the Texan stories I heard about was about a couple that had caught a baby chupacabra and were keeping it on its property. Um, and, like, there was a huge debacle about that. But, it, like, the videos they show, it's obviously just, a, like, a hairless raccoon. <laughs> Yo, Texas is something else, man. <laughs> we raised Chip... Up as our own uh, little They're baby not from Alabama. Hey, that's as southern as I get, asshole. Um, <laughs> we raised baby Chip. Uh, he, we found him out in the back one day. Uh, you know, we raised him as our own. That was 18 years ago today. Now look at my boy Chip wearing his uh, graduation gown. He's going off to Texas A&M. He's playing football in the... In the be prouder of little Chippy. So proud of him. He became a 400-pound center for the Texas A&M team. Literally just living off of domesticated tigers. Damn it. Now I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
some Texan rancher raising a chupacabra as his own. I mean, there's really only one option. We have to make it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I think you could pitch it as, like, a spiritual sequel to Teen Wolf. Well, oh, it's, man. it's funny that you say that because it's supposed to. <laughs> this is the craziest thing about this thing. Since it's a mashed version of, of both, it's supposed to howl like a wolf and scream like a banshee and screech like oh, an ape. And the? also supposed to smell really bad. Well, wouldn't you if you were covered in, like, mange? Blood <laughs> and nasty animal bits that you would kill yeah, it? No, it probably loves that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a screech of joy. It would still smell. But if you drain <laughs> the animal dry. Predators smell. Have you ever been close to a bear? They stink. Oh, yeah. Why the hell would I be close to a bear? Why wouldn't you be close to a Well, there's a bear behind you right now. <laughs> How often are you by bears up in Canada? <laughs> Listen, all right, many times. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Uh, I live really close to uh, a really massive provincial park, so we go there a lot. I've seen many bears. I've touched elk in the wild. They stink, too. Really? A bear hatchery. Yeah, there's uh, a story my friends tell of me getting really drunk and approaching a baby bear at one point. No, Jesus. While we were camping. I feel like even a baby bear could mess you up pretty good. I was drunk, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Tony was just wrestling him in the grass. Uh, It's one of those things where if you're hiking on a trail, you smell a bear before you see a bear. Uh, You know, the worst part about about these chupacabra sightings is the glowing eyes. You have these predatory animals that come out at night and the light reflects off their eyes and it's got this very creepy look to it. But chupacabras usually have a glow to their eyes and in the colors of red, orange, or blue-green. I think the blue-green is more that predatory color, but that red-orange, I don't know. That's scary. That would scare the pants off Some me. predator shit. You're, you're just kidding, though, right? You're joking about the red-orange glowing eyes? No. That's in many of the sightings. All right, because I thought I saw something like that a couple minutes ago. I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> I didn't want to freak you guys out. But, like, if you're if you're really being serious, I feel like it's, it's only right that I tell no. you. Thank you. (laughs) You guys smell something? There's a surprise twist. Tony came to the campfire with that baby bear. (laughs) And it's no longer a baby. He's now placed. (laughs) He's now 400 pounds and he, uh, you know, plays center. (laughs) He's eight feet tall. Unlike most Louisiana swamp predators like your Uncle Cletus, this breed of chupacabra is said to drain all of the animal's blood and even the organs through a single hole. It's a big asshole. See, this is why I think it's more alien. Big asshole. <laughs> That's giving someone a new asshole. One orifice, many organs. Oh, jeez. See, like, that's why I know some people believe that they're aliens, because especially, like, how recent the sightings were and how, like, how many in short span and some of this stuff that, like, is coming out. I mm. could totally see aliens. I could also see, you know, farm insurance fraud, but aliens, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
we had this little thought that maybe all cryptids are some sort of interdimensional being, which is why their sightings are so rare. If you thought of an interdimensional being that has access to come and go between our dimension and its, it makes sense that a Bigfoot would go behind a large tree and just all of a sudden disappear. Yeah, I've heard stories about big footprints in the snow. Uh, I haven't actually seen any pictures or anything. People will, like, follow them, and they'll follow and follow, and then all of a sudden, they'll just stop. And it's Mm. like, whatever that was didn't just fly away. It had to have gone somewhere. It could even be like, uh, there's that theory about the fact that we could be living on an Earth, and there's another parallel Earth that's existing in the same space. Yeah, but it, because it's it's vibrating at a different frequency, uh, we can't see it or like feel it or comprehend it, and like there just might be some things that accidentally like shift through. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's another reason why a lot of people are paying attention to. It's like a new buzzword: frequency. Oh, you got to vibrate at a higher frequency. Vibrate at a higher frequency, and it even goes back to like the whole perception of nirvana that Buddhists tried to attain. And the thought is that you vibrate at this higher frequency, and you can see through the veil. You can see through these dimensional parts. You can see energy coming off of beings or other humans, and you yourself radiate at a different frequency and you yourself are putting off this different energy so it's possible that these cryptids are on a different frequency and they are radiating on a different frequency and maybe even that explains the blurry photos or blurry video that we're always presented with when it comes to a cryptid sighting Hmm. makes the most sense to me because it's like you know if it's vibrating on a different frequency then it 100 percent wouldn't take a good photo Mm. Although we've never really asked Bigfoot to pose. We should. We should just yell out to it. Just be like, stop. I'm just trying to get a pic. Have you ever seen Searching for Bigfoot? Finding. Bigfoot hunters? Finding. Finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot. Yeah, no, that's what they do. They just go out into the woods and they scream for like eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) I do that too. When I do it, it's called depression, all right? When it comes to chupacabra, though, there's a biologist at the University of Michigan that says nine. Oh, you mean Barry O'Connor? Yes. He says nine. He says that all the accounts of chupacabra sightings in the United States are just coyotes that have itch mites, and it causes scabies. Gross. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that would explain most of the features of a chupacabra. They have little fur and thickened skin, and they smell like garbage. (laughs) (laughs) You're being kind of rude to these chupacabras. Sorry. And they're probably out here, especially if they're scabies-infected coyotes. (laughs) Did you guys hear that? It's the chup. It's sucking time. The chupo manga. (laughs) It's time to suck it. (laughs) Good thing we have Flix X-rated here. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Joking. Man down. Man down. You got to chew, bro. (laughs) You got those teeth in your mouth. Like, use them. I was trying to... Wait, why do you have only three teeth in your front? (laughs) I was trying to suck the s'more. Dave, you can't put the s'more in your mouth while it's still on fire. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Well, Dave, it's pretty interesting that you mentioned Mr. O'Connor. I heard something once that he was trying to explain away the attacks on goats, and there was a quote that stuck with me. He said, because these animals are greatly weakened, 
they're going to have a hard time hunting. So they may be forced into attacking livestock because it's easier than running down a rabbit or a deer. So he's pretty much just downplaying these chupacabras. Maybe he just has like an overwhelming fear and he's just trying to explain it away, explain it away because he has these credentials of, of being a biologist at the University of Michigan. I don't know. I kind of agree <laughs> with that because I know when I'm hungry but I don't feel like cooking, I just go into the fridge and drink the chicken juices. Drink the blood yeah. of, of an ox. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just pour that chicken juice right into a glass with some ice. When I'm having a bad day, I'll just walk right up to a cow and just yank it in the neck. Just, <laughs> just yeah, suck it dry. That, that'd be so much easier than hunting a rabbit yeah. or even a deer. <laughs> it's got to be easier for a rabid coyote to hold down an 800-pound cow than it would be a, a three-pound rabbit. I mean, think about it. 35-pound coyote with scabies that's on that rock over there oh <laughs> here's the thing i could see that especially with the the dog ones based out of like texas mm. and like the little raccoons because it makes sense most of those reports also are talking about chickens not goats or cows yeah the chicken accounts that makes a little more sense yeah with the use of coyotes just because coyotes are they're like little the bitches. number one predator of of chickens out in the country little bitches <laughs> <laughs> listen all right growing up at one point i actually got attacked by coyotes they're not that bad uh <laughs> i wish i was joking uh, I literally grew up like next to a massive, massive forested area. So it's like we had we had dogs and we would have, you know, bobcat warnings and like cougar warnings. And uh, I woke up one morning and we had a, uh, a pack of coyotes in our front area. It's just a thing. All right? It's just but, like, a thing. Do you like carry a 44 Magnum revolver everywhere you go? No, because this is Canada. We're not allowed. Oh my goodness! They get to go outside with bottles of maple axes, syrup. Axes, all right. <laughs> and axes. You put on your best flannel. You go out with your axe. Brutal, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Start mowing down chupacabras. That's the movie. That's it, right <laughs> That's there. It. <laughs> That's the movie. A lone Canadian in his log cabin <laughs> is surrounded by over 200 chupacabras, <laughs> and they're all hungry. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm not doing Canadian stereotypes any good. I actually have a log cabin. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, a little bit jealous, but yeah. at the same time, not doing the stereotype any good. Listen, right. we got to come have a fire over your place. I don't know why we met in the middle of the desert. Wait, you guys are in a desert? <laughs> Where the hell are you? Dave's on cloud nine. Yeah. <laughs> Declassified Dave took some peyote on the way out here. Yeah. He's tripping out, man. <laughs> I'm totally vibing, bro. Dave, there's no river there. Stop. <laughs> Shit. Have you guys ever heard of Benjamin Radford? Uh, he sounds fancy. He has a fancy theory about this. He sounds not so much fancy, but like a crazed doctor at a university. Tell me He's more. actually an author, so probably just as crazed. But he wrote a book in 2011 called Tracking the Chupacabra, and he said... How inventive. Yeah, right? What an original line. He said that in the book that the description given by the original eyewitness in Puerto Rico was actually based off the creature Sill in the also 1995 science fiction horror film Species. First of all, 
In species, the creature that they're talking about looks like a beautiful woman. Yeah. Until she's not. She has the ability to change. Didn't, like, Species 2 win, like, Best Kiss? Or was, like, nominated for where she throws the tongue through the back of the dude's head? I don't know, but there is a scene in Species, I don't know if it's Species 1 or Species 2, where she is having intercourse with Mm. with a a gentleman. Felicio. (laughs) I rewound that that scene probably 156 times. (laughs) I wasn't counting, but... (laughs) Oddly specific number for not counting. Hey, listen, it's a roundabout. Uh, but the alien creature still, I know that it's kind of identical to the eyewitness account. Maybe, I guess Radford had thought that she had maybe seen the movie and then related that to some sort of witness account of something else. It's possible. We often talk about UFOs. We often talk about abductions. We had talked about Benny and Barney Hill. Still part of me thinks that story is just Betty having seen some sort of science fiction film days before whatever happened to them out on the road, and she just attributed it to a sci-fi movie. What was the movie? Uh, I don't even know. Was it Aliens Gone Wild? Yeah, Aliens Gone Wild. (laughs) It was something about Mars, right? Mars Needs Moms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the pre-animated version. Mars needs milfs. Yes. <laughs> Another movie idea. Dude, this Patreon is gonna be amazing. Oh my god, we're gonna have Hollywood produced movies. Pure fuego. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about this chupacabra, and I just really want to know, like, what do we all think? Like, Tony, Tony, what are your thoughts on the chupacabra? Honestly, the Puerto Rican ones, I believe they're aliens, hundred percent. Uh, and I, I like I'm gonna split it into the Puerto Rican and then like the Mexican ones because it's like the Puerto Rican ones. I believe they're real. Uh, you know, I think they're aliens or something of that nature, or even vampires. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, something along those lines because it would fit kind of with like the other lore and stuff. And it's just with the chupacabra being a baby cryptid. You know, first sightings 1995. It's the the newest cryptid realistically uh i honestly think it's either another cryptid that's being misidentified uh specifically the puerto rican ones or it's a you know an alien as far for the ones in texas those are insurance scams (laughs) (laughs) dave what do you think about these chupacabras man i'm gonna kind of mirror what tony said i i think that definitely the puerto rican ones anything that is green scaly reptilian like and has large glowing eyes does not see mark zuckerberg (laughs) (laughs) the zuckerbergs (laughs) i think that sightings of lizard yeah i I think that anything like that is pretty otherworldly and doesn't seem to be in the realm of possibility other than either what we're what we've talked about in previous discussions and this one about shape-shifting and interdimensional beings or things that live on different frequency planes but that sounds like an alien the ones that are more dog-like could be coyotes with mange could be insurance scams i would say if it's in some of the central american countries and latin american countries some of those countries probably aren't insurance scamming those are interesting when it comes to not being able to explain it so i think that it's a real real thing there's probably multiple types just in a smaller regional area than i guess you'd say with the yeti and sasquatch and so on 
What do you think, Frank? Do you want my honest answer? Close your Tell eyes. Tell me. If you... <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, I Do you have a blindfold? <laughs> Put your blindfolds on. I can't trust you to close your eyes. Why are you eyes. touching me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hope everybody brought their blindfolds. Um, no, Mike, if I'm going to be honest with you, if you really want to know, I think there's a lot of validity to this being a fraud. I don't genuinely believe in the chupacabra. That's not to say that there's not cryptids that I believe in, because there are, and I won't pick and choose which they are. We'll just have to get to that eventually, um, maybe on another trip. The chupacabra, I, I just think there's such a lack of evidence. I think there's a lot of validity to the potential sacrificial aspect to cult rituals, possibly draining the blood from animals combined with livestock insurance fraud and just kind of a rumor gone wild. I don't particularly believe in the chupacabra. I think it's a very fun story. Um, and maybe I'll get a lot of a lot of flack for this, but yeah, no, chupacabra is a no-go for me. I do not believe in the chupacabra. I don't think that it's a thing. Mangy dogs. <laughs> Mangy dogs. I kind of agree with all three of you, honestly. There's certain parts to it. I believe that a lot of cryptid sightings are just really interdimensional beings, aliens, if you will. I think that holds a lot of validity. I also believe that in Puerto Rico or these more rural areas that they're not doing these insurance scams per se, and maybe it is something more animal-related. Definitely there are some of these accounts that I would say are insurance scams. But also, there could be the option of just a misidentity of the chupacabra. As far as it is, I would, I would also say that I don't believe that the chupacabra exists. A lot of it points to cults. There are a lot more cults in this world than you realize. And some of them have lizard people. Yeah, mm -hmm. some of them live in Hollywood. But... <laughs> some of them run for president. And a lot of cult stuff is set esoterically or otherworldly and requires the blood of animals or humans. So I'm going to say a lot of these are probably attributed to cult undertakings or just a misidentified animal. It'd be interesting to see what other people think besides this fine group of gentlemen. And whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys just hear a noise? Well, I don't know about you gentlemen. I'm going to hit the tent, take a quick snooze, and get out of here in the morning. First light. Yeah, I'm going to walk over that big tree, take a leak, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony, set up your tent wherever you want. All right, I'll pitch a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, good night, boys. <laughs> See you guys. Good night. Good night. Thank you all for tuning in to the Cryptid Chronicles. I also want to thank Tony from Flick's X-Raid Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Tony. It was a great time, and I, uh, we laughed a lot. It was good, good times. <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find your show and what your show's about. Give us the rundown. 
Well, my show is essentially a book club for movies. Uh, what we do is we have a group of people come in. Uh, we all watch a movie and we talk about it and we play some uh, trivia games, including like The Price is Right, uh, what we've dubbed the Awesome Lodge word game, which is essentially just taboo, but we call it our own thing. We're on all of your favorite podcatcher apps. So Spotify, iTunes, if people still use that, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now, all of those. Yeah, so you can also find us on social media on facebook twitter instagram at flix x-raid and this has been a lot of fun thanks guys thanks for joining us we really appreciate you coming on hushlings thank you again you can reach us at the usual spot hushhushsociety.com and stay tuned to the next debriefing and come back for more cryptid chronicles as we sit around the fire and chat it up <laughs>